It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are in the final week now before we have to do final cuts. September 53. Of course, we've got the ever-exciting fourth preseason game for the Redskins against uh, the... Oh, who are they playing? Oh, yeah, I guess it's like the, the Ravens. Or I don't know. Come on. Look, this is the one time where we just go, okay, all I want to know is we'll know where we're going to be when we hit the 53-man roster. Who makes the cuts? Who gets cut? Who moves on? And then, by the way, who's on the street that the Redskins may consider picking up later? There's a lot of questions, and it's different. And I don't remember if I was talking about this. Honestly, I'd not sure whether it was this podcast or it was a radio show. Uh, it was one of the things. It's kind of overwhelming at times for us. So can you imagine what it is for coaches where they go from, we got 90 guys here to 53. Let's cut them all. Like tons of guys are then put out on the street, which can be a good thing if you're the Redskins and you have a need. But it's also a bad thing because you may, you have to spend more time essentially making your decision when it comes to everybody all at once where your 53-man roster is going to go at the end of the day. And the Redskins are going to have to figure that out soon. And running back is going to be one of those positions where the numbers are certainly going to be, uh, there are guesses in terms of where they're going to go in terms of five, four running backs. Uh, There are a lot of different directions they can go. And especially now with Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson has put them in a good position, but also a tough position. So, all right, I'm at Nick Ashu on Twitter, nickashu.com slash LockedOnRedskins. Of course, you can hear me on 106.7 The Fan, NBC Sports Washington as well. See, yeah, look, I was talking about this on the radio show the other day. Actually, it was this weekend. I did one this weekend uh, with Aaron Hawksworth. And obviously, the only conversation was after the game on Friday. Uh, well, Adrian Peterson, how many yards? Is he going to run for 1,500 or t- No, okay. Not really, although I think I did bring that question up to somebody we had on the show in complete sarcasm, and thankfully he understood that it was sarcasm. But nobody expected Adrian Peterson to get that many carries, right? I think I said Friday, and maybe even to recap it on the special Saturday one that I did, you know, you expected like five to six carries for him, a few touches. As Gruden said, just get him a good lather. He wanted to get him a good lather, which is... Is awkward. I don't really know why he said that, but it's the word that he's continued to use. Adrian Peterson's going to be the starter for this team now. So if you're the Redskins, where do you go after that? It's likely Rob Kelly and Samaj P. Ryan for that backup spot. I got to be honest with you. I think Rob Kelly's my odd guy out. And I hate to say it, you know, he's a guy that's been nothing but a great teammate. He's been somebody that's been really well liked by the coaching staff, but. He hasn't done anything this preseason. He hasn't averaged over 2.4 yards a carry in any game, in any preseason game. He's shown nothing. He hasn't had any moment where you look at it and say, all right, Rob Kelly shows that he's got something. Rob Kelly can do something for this team. I just don't see it. There's a reason why Rob Kelly never ran for 100 yards in college, wasn't invited to the combine, and didn't get drafted. He had a really short burst and a short stretch where he contributed to this Redskins team his rookie year. And he played well. And he did a good job with that. 
But in the end, it's it's really it's insanity for us to think that he's going to get back to that short little sample size and continue to play like that down the road. Now, I understand they're not looking for anybody at this point to be one. Like, they don't have anybody on their roster right now that the Redskins can say, all right, he's going to be first, second, and third down for us. And then at times, Chris Thompson's going to come in on third down passing situations. Or, like, it's going to be a mix of running backs for this team. Darius Geis was that guy. They don't have him now, so you have to have a plan B, and that's rotating different running backs in. But if I'm the Redskins, okay, Adrian Peterson's the starter. Samaj Piran likely makes this team, one, because he's still young. Two, he's shown some improvement this preseason in this camp. He's in better shape. Three, if you're the coaching staff, you think, okay, we still have the potential to help him grow and improve. There's a higher upside there than there is Rob Kelly. Although I will say this, people around the team are looking at Samaj P. Ryan, including scouts on other teams that were scouting him before he was drafted and said, so far, I thought he was going to be better. That's the narrative around Samaj P. Ryan, and that's including within the Redskins. So they're not that high on him, but I still see him making the team simply because well, he is young. There, there was, there's a higher ceiling there than, there than for Rob Kelly at this point. And it's an opportunity for him to learn behind Adrian Peterson. He's never going to be Adrian Peterson, but it's at least an opportunity for him to maybe learn behind Adrian Peterson and improve as a running back. Chris Thompson's obviously making the team. Capri Pibb's going to make the team. I would think that they'd want to try to keep Byron Marshall. But he's going to probably be hurt for the first couple of weeks of the season. So is it he makes the roster and they just don't have him on the active roster the first couple of weeks. If they IR him, you can bring him back. You can bring two guys back by week seven if you put them on injured reserve before week one. The problem is if you're the Redskins, do you want Byron Marshall to be one of your two players that you're allowed to bring off IR week seven or later? Because we know what happened last year with the injuries. Now, granted, the Redskins have been lucky that this preseason has essentially been something for them where, knock on wood, they've gotten out of it healthy, right? Like, they really have. Other than Darius Geis, it's been minor injuries for this team and maintenance with, like, Jordan Reed. But if you're the Redskins right now, I just, I don't see how Rob Kelly makes this team. The problem is, I also know how much they love Rob Kelly, and I can predict you now, they will find a way to justify him making the team. Remember Ryan Grant? It was the same thing with Ryan Grant. Where Ryan Grant, every single year, we looked at it and said, how is this guy still making the team? Like, he's not contributing. He runs great routes. Okay. That was it. And he had a good year his last year with the Redskins. He was solid. Got himself a decent contract in, in uh, Baltimore. And then, of course, that, you know, that whole thing happened with a failed physical. He's the Colts, and he hasn't really done much this preseason either. Uh, so, yeah, look, I think the Redskins will find a way to try and justify Rob Kelly making this team. I just don't see how. He, to me, is the odd man out when it comes to running back now. But the coaching staff will likely find a way to make him the backup running back because they count on him more in terms of just being a good locker room guy, I guess, and being a leader. I, and you need guys like that on the roster, but like, you also need people that can run the football. He averaged 2.4 yards a carry against Denver. One point, it wasn't even two, it was like one and a half yards a carry against the Jets. He hasn't, he just hasn't wowed you at all in this preseason. And it's like, he's, he's this guy should not be in a position where he's already locked. And the Redskins for so long when we've looked at this running back position, have just like anointed these guys the number one running back or even the number two running back, and they haven't done anything to justify any of that. Matt Jones came in his last year with the Redskins. Oh, yep, he's the starter. No competition for him. Like, what? Hold on. What has he done to show you that he can consistently be a running back? And they were wrong. And look what happened. 
He's gone. So that's 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 the direction I see this probably going. And the good thing too, like overall for Adrian Peterson is don't expect him to run for a thousand yards because you're crazy. Please stop if you're even suggesting that or that thought even creeps in your head. Do not do it. I would see him at about six to seven hundred yards max, four to five touchdowns this year. They'll use him maybe in goal line situations at times. They'll put him in position to, you know, get some short yardage if they need it because he can just slam into people. But he's going to be rotated with other running backs on this team. And Chris Thompson's going to get a decent amount of touches. They want him to, and rightfully so. He's a game-changing player when he's healthy and when he's put in the opportunity to succeed. The thing is, is that, you know, with Chris Thompson, is that they have to kind of, they've got to watch his carries. They've got to make sure that they don't put him in a position where he gets overused and then he gets hurt, just like last season. Now it's a broken leg. Like, there's only so much you can do. It's football. But you want to try to avoid that as much as possible. So Adrian Peterson's not going to see, you're not getting the old Adrian Peterson. By the way, if you go look at first downs, first downs in that game against Denver, the Redskins averaged two and a half yards a carry. And Adrian Peterson was carrying the ball. So they may fall into the trap, and I really hope they don't. The Adrian Peterson trap of let's keep running on first down. Let's keep running on first down. Let's keep running on first. You can pass on first down too. The Redskins need to pass more on first down. Now, that also brings in a whole nother situation, which we'll get to later in the week in this podcast as well, is what they're going to do when it comes to the receiver position because Josh Doxson, non-existent non-existent. And by the way, started against Denver, no targets. So we're going to be talking about that later this week as well. We're going to hear from Adrian Peterson next. We're also going to hear from Alex Smith, and he's going to sort of assess what his preseason has been like, what his training camp was like, how he sees his growth and his continuity with this offense, which by the way, wasn't that good against Denver. So we'll hear from both of them next. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. All right, 11 carries, 56 yards against Denver for Adrian Peterson, and now everybody thinks that he's going to be a superstar this year. He's probably not going to be that, but I'll tell you what, he is incredibly popular out in Ashburn now, and he talked to the media on Sunday. All right, well, coming off your first preseason game with the Redskins, were you a little sore when you woke up the next day, or was it exhilarating getting at, back out there? Uh, I really wasn't too sore, to be honest with you. The neck, you know, anytime you get out there and you're ramming against other guys and getting tackled and stuff, my neck was a little sore, um, but it felt surprisingly better than I expected to feel. My body felt great, actually. And you posted a picture of that game-worn jersey saying it felt good to get back out there, but you're not where you want to be yet. What else do you feel like you need to improve on? Because that was a pretty impressive first showing. <laughs> uh, just kind of getting my legs back underneath me. Um, you know, they felt good, but I, me just knowing um, where my legs should be, you know, I know there's a little work to, to get done here in the next two weeks. And um, just really getting back in sync with uh, getting in sync with the offensive line. You know, I have guys in front of me that I can trust, heck of a group. Um, so just being more patient 
Uh, I, I, I'll be able to take advantage of that. The last couple of years, I really had to kind of force things, and having this group of guys uh, and watching film has told me that, hey, I can be a little more patient, let these guys develop and get on their blocks and, and take advantage of the run game more. Where do you feel like the biggest opportunity for you with this team can be this season? Um, I think just as, as a whole, you know, as I you know come along and, and learn more of the offense, I think I'll be able to be out in you know a lot of different situations, you know, not just first and second down. So, um, you know, I'm really kind of cramming the playbook and making sure I'm ready for whenever they call my name. How good was it to get back behind uh, Trent? Also, it was good. It was good to get out there and uh, you know just. Finally get behind those guys. You know, I've been talking, me and him, we talked about it, dream, dream, uh, daydreamed about it too many times. So to finally have it, you know, in the flesh, it felt good. Adrian Alex Smith said the other day that you remember, like you guys know each other back from like the Heisman ceremony in college. Would you ever imagine at 33 years old, him at 34, that you guys would be together in an NFL backfield after all these years? You know, you never know, man. You know, I never imagined playing with Brett Favre or McNabb or Randy Moss, you know, so... And I had the opportunity to do that, you know, so it's a blessing. What do you think you and Alex can do with this offense? And once you guys get everybody healthy, what, what can this offense do? I think the sky's the limit, you know, when just watching the film and just seeing some of the, the mistakes that we made and, you know, just kind of self, self-inflicting, you know, mistakes as well. You know, just cleaning things up once we all get in the sink. I, I feel like we can really be a explosive offense. I feel a little better. <laughs> um, I had to talk with a couple guys, you know, um, about you know about finishing on, on a couple plays. But you know, that's why you go out there and you rep, and that's why you watch film, you know, because you're able to sit back and and see and evaluate. Okay, man, if I could have did this better, or if I would have been a little more patient. You know, um, on the stretch play, then I could have got underneath. Or if a receiver would have stayed on the block, then maybe, you know, it would have been, you know, a 50-yard run instead of a 13-yard run, you know. So it's good to kind of get those those little mistakes out the way and clean, you know, clean it up. Do you feel like because where you have been, the levels you've reached in this league, that you can help raise the standard of everyone else? Where you, you feel, even though you've been here for a week, you've got a receiver, hey, look, if you do this, this is going to be the result. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I have that type of, um, you know, um, you know, leverage as far as, you know, what I've done and what I've accomplished. So uh, I take advantage of that. You know, I talk to guys, even on the defense side of the ball, you know, talk to them and kind of give them my perspective as a running back and what we're thinking when we're coming to the hole, you know, for the safeties, the linebackers <laughs> or whatnot. And, and obviously, like, the receivers and these, these young guys really telling them and letting them know, hey, how important it is to, like, stay on your block and, and really push through until that whistle blows. The small things, man, small things. Uh, just taking advantage of, of practice reps. You know, when you're out there, you know, I tell these young guys all the time, you practice how you play. You know, so when you get in the game, it's it's, it's all smooth. Um, so it's as simple as that, practice how you play. What have you made of this running back group? I know some of you guys are banged up, but from what you've been able to see since you've been here? It's a very talented group, you know, and, uh, and once we get P-Rod, you know, fully back, you know, he's just gonna ha- he's just going to add to the arsenal that, that we have. Um, but... I feel like we can be the best running back group in the NFL. Knowing that you are sort of the senior guy in that running back room, is there still things you can learn from Bibbs and Thompson? Yeah, you know, especially being fresh in and not really knowing the offense, a lot of things that I can learn. Um, and, you know, some of these guys are a little 
smaller than me, so when it comes to running routes and things, I can, you know, can pick up on things as well. So, uh, yeah, we kind of bounce things off each other. Does it ever seem surreal that you guys like Bibbs and even DJ Swearinger was saying, like, they looked up to you when they were still coming up before they got in the league, and does that set, sit in to how long you've been playing and just what you've been able to accomplish in your career? <laughs> yeah, it don't make me feel old. It doesn't. So let me not say that, but... It, uh, it makes me proud, though, you know, honestly. You know, it puts a smile on my face to know that a lot of these guys look up to me. You know, a lot of these guys watch film, and I was able to inspire them, you know, and, you know, I, I look to continue to do that here in year 12. Adrian, before the game, uh, there were a lot of people who thought, you know, lost it, right? How much did that motivate you um, during the game, if anything at all? It didn't motivate me during the game uh, because, you know, I knew what I could do, you know, and, I understand that, you know, when I'm sitting on the couch at the house and you got people on TV, you know, sitting there giving their their opinion, you know, that that is what it is, you know, and um, it's unfortunate because it's like, hey, you can pick up the phone and call me and, and ask questions, you know, and and find out more, you know, detailed information about me instead of just coming up with your own assumption. But uh, you know, that's 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 just what it is, and you know, I. I'm sure people still got something to say. You know, he's, you know, he hasn't played since, you know, November, so he's fresh. You know, like fresh. Three days of practice, you know, but it is what it is. It'll never stop. I'm just going to continue to do what I do. Say, if we were to pick up the phone and call you and say, how would you describe your Siler player? What do you want to do this season? What would your response be? Helps his team win a championship and, uh, you know, continue being the best, best player in the league. We weren't really all that impressed with the way the rest of the Redskins offense looked against Denver. What did Alex Smith think about the continuity, the chemistry so far that he has with his receivers and with the rest of the offense? We'll hear from him next. It's the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you could be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August. So you got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you could be there for all the excitement go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10 percent off your first order the offseason's over the nfl is back and vivid seats wants to help you get to the game you are locked on redskins when you go three of eight for 33 yards in the preseason look it's not the end of the world necessarily if you look at stats because again it's the preseason i can't tell you how excited i am to not have to say it's the preseason as an expression, sort of fixing everything that I say after every sentence. It's very soon. Regular season will be here in a couple of weeks. But you can look at trends, uh, 
poor decision making, uh, bad passes throwing into coverage, things that you don't want to see in the regular season. That was an example of the type of stuff that Alex Smith did against Denver that wasn't good. Uh, he wasn't overly happy with his performance, for sure, either. Quiet crowd. Alex, what did you think of uh, Adrian Peterson's performance tonight? Yeah, I, th- I thought he did a really nice job. Uh, you know, t- tall order. I mean, the guy just got here, uh, got up to speed fast, and all of a sudden he's getting a bunch of touches uh, in a football game. So I-, I thought he did a great job, uh, like I said, getting up to speed. You know, mentally knowing, knowing what we're doing, and then I thought going out there and just playing, uh, you know, still looks still looks pretty strong and explosive. Uh, I think it was good to get him in rhythm, see if he, see what he could still do. How important, Alex, is, was it to uh, to get him one carry after another? It looked like you guys were really feeding him almost on every play there. Yeah, I mean, we were <laughs> the one highlight probably of the first half was us running, being able to run the football a little bit, and uh, it was nice to get into a rhythm. I thought the guys up front, you know, get those five guys back together. Uh, for the first time, I thought they, uh, you know, played great. Really, kind of setting the tone for us, getting us going. Um, so yeah, it was it was good to see. How would you describe your performance tonight? <laughs> uh, yeah, not not where, you know, not where it needed to be. You know, would love to have come back. And you know, anytime you rip off a, a seven yard run on the first play, you know, you feel like you're you're rolling, and then all of a sudden to take a sack and put us in third and long. Um, you know, and start the game two, three and outs. It's tough to get into a rhythm when, when you do that. Uh, we were able to get a little bit going there those, those last couple drives. Um, got, got some good situational work, got a bunch of third downs that, you know, we, we'll, we'll be able to learn from. Two fourth downs, we were able to convert on one. So, that, I mean, there'll be some stuff for us to look at and I think get better at. You know, this is a, it's a, you expect to go out and execute. You know, you, I get we're not full strength and we're not showing everything, but at the same time, you want to go out there and, uh, play your best, and so we'll, we'll learn from it. Get better, Alex. I mean, I, you know, as you said, it's it's you know, there's, you don't, you're not at full strength. You're not showing yeah. everything. You've only had essentially one series, and then yeah. a few series today. How do you get that timing for game <laughs> action? And well, yeah, I mean, I, you're able, at least in practice scenarios. You know, the, some of the guys that aren't playing in games can be out there because we're not going. You know, we're not tackling to the ground, and the the, the risk of injuries. Obviously, less so. Been able to take advantage of those reps when you get them, you know, with the guys at, at practice. And I feel like, you know, last week to get a full week of practice against the Jets was was great work for us in, in real environment like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's our job just to kind of you got to take advantage of, of the reps when you get them, whether they be on the side, whether they be in practice, whether they be out here in, in limited reps uh, in, in preseason games. So. Uh, make the most of them and, and get yourself up to speed. I mean, I, I think that's kind of on all of us, but I, I do feel like we've gotten the majority of bulk of our work in, in practice. Alex, there is a narrative here, and I realize you have not been here for it, but Jay has not won a season opener since he's been here, and he has not been a guy who's played a lot of his starters in the preseason. In your experience in the NFL, how much does the, do those things correlate, and how individualized is it where – some even at the quarterback position where some quarterbacks may feel like they need more preseason work versus others who may not. Yeah. You know, a lot there. It'd be tough for me to talk about anything that's gone on. I've seen years past. I mean, I wasn't here. So purely be speculative. I, I think you got to take every single year different. I mean, the, the rosters change, the, the scenarios change, circumstances all change. You try to, you try to balance it out the best you can. Like I said, I feel like we've gotten great work, uh, all off season, all camp. Um, as good as it would feel to sit up here and play it amazing and won a game, I mean, I, 
the goal is to find out about our 53 guys uh, that are going to make the team and then obviously be ready to roll come September 9th. Um, I mean, that, that, that's the goal. And I think keeping that in mind, uh, I, I do feel like we're, we're headed down that path. I mean, only time's going to tell. The proof will be in the pudding for us. I mean, we've we got to go. We've got to be ready to roll come, come September 9th. Um, for, uh, for me, I feel like that's been the focus since we started way back in April. I mean, that's all we've been, uh, all we've been talking about since the schedule came out. I feel like <clears throat> it's something that never ends. The work at the work with with wideouts, the entire perimeter group, whether they be tight ends, running backs, quarterbacks, that's something that never ends. You're constantly working at. You're constantly trying to get better at. There's no place you get to, and you're like all of a sudden, hey, we're 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 good now. We don't need to work anymore. It's just not the way it is. I feel like we've got a group that works really hard. Uh, we've put in a lot of work together. And, that, and that's what it takes. It takes, takes reps. It takes timing. Um, like I said, it just never ends. You, you continually strive and, uh, and work at it. Uh, we've got a group that, that, that does that. It's willing to work. They put in the time, the attention to detail. Uh, and, and that's something that, like I said, it, it doesn't stop next week. It won't stop in the season. I mean, it, you just kind of you continually work at it and, and, and try to fine-tune. Without Jamison Crowder, Jordan Reed, without uh, weapons, Chris Thompson in your offense, where's your confidence level that once those guys get back on the field, you'll be able to, to put it all together? And how quickly do you think that whole first-team offense is going to take to gel once you're able to inter- integrate those guys back in week one? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, any offense is going to be better with all the, all the weapons out there. I mean, I, that's, I mean, of course, and uh, hopeful that, that we'll, we'll have them all out. And, and ready to roll. I'm, I'm hopeful for that. But at the same time, uh, whether that's the case or not, I mean, we're, we're going to kick off and we're going to play and we better go, you know, uh, we've got to be ready to roll. So at the same time, uh, we've got a lot of, lot of depth on the team. And if that's the case and they're out there, then amazing and great. If not, uh, we still got to go. We still got to find a way to put points on the board and, and win a ball game. So, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's my mindset, I guess, to answer your question. Uh, you guys got the ball back with about four minutes left in the uh, in the first half. Colt went in. You stayed out. Was there any discussion? Did you want to go back in and try to maybe get a little bit more done at that point, or was it the night pretty much over? Not, not. I, I mean, I wasn't part of any of those conversations. You know, for me, obviously, just uh, staying ready, and then was told that that uh, you know my night was done and Colt was going in. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't wasn't a part of those. Back to uh, Monday. What, what was your reaction when you found out Adrian Peterson was going to join the team? Uh, I mean, I knew I knew we were bringing a bunch of guys in to work out. I knew Adrian was one of them. Uh, you know, pretty banged up at the running back position right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, excited for him. I've, I've known Adrian going all the way back to shoot. We were at the, the Heisman ceremony together back in college. Um, so excited! I was excited to see what he see what he still had. Uh, excited! I was still excited to see it tonight a little bit, you know, to see see uh, what was left in the tank. He's a guy that uh, takes really good care of himself, works really hard, keeping himself in shape. Uh, still pretty explosive, I think. Uh, so it was good, good to see you tonight. Yeah, thank you. All right, you can give me a follow on Twitter at Nick Ashu. Remember to check out nickashu.com slash locked on Redskins. Or, I mean, look, all the other stuff that's on nickashu.com as well. We got a full lineup of locked on 
blank podcast. I like to say it that way because we have actual Locked On NFL podcasts. And then every other team around the NFL, we've added a new college lineup to the Locked On Podcast Network as well. It's growing. It's growing incredibly fast. We always appreciate you being a part of this. If you've not actually subscribed to this one, the Locked On Redskins podcast, do it. You'll figure out every single day when it's posted. I try to get it up early in the morning. It just depends on, you know, the way we actually can do things at times in terms of accessibility and things like that. Uh, Just subscribe. Make your day a little bit better. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are locked on Redskins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.